This is Marshall Davis. Today on the Tao of Christ, I begin a new series of broadcasts entitled The New Pilgrim's Progress, patterned after John Bunyan's 17th century classic Pilgrim's Progress. It is an allegorical pilgrimage through the landscape of 21st century American spirituality. Today we begin with part one, The Shadowlands. A loud crack filled the air. His arms shook with the impact that the maul made as it sliced through the log and collided with the chopping block. The sweet scent of sugar maple filled his nostrils. It felt good to get some exercise early in the morning. He had been thinking too much recently about how his parents would react to his announcement, and it had stressed him out. Splitting firewood always helped to clear his thoughts. Even though it was hard work, it was one of his favorite chores around the house. The screen door to the house creaked open. It's almost time for breakfast, his mother called from the house. Better get cleaned up before you eat and head to school. Okay, Mom, I'll be right in. Sweat dripped from his curly brown hair. He took off his t-shirt and used it to wipe his face. Then he took a long drink from his water bottle and poured the rest of the contents over his head. He had made a decision. Now he had to inform his parents. That was the hard part. His mother was in the kitchen preparing breakfast. His father was already sitting at the table. Mom, Dad, I need to speak with you. He sat at the table and began. As you know, I have been struggling at college. I have been so anxious that I cannot concentrate on my studies. But I don't really feel ready to go to work full time. I need some time to think. So I've decided to take some time off from school and travel around the country. Hopefully I will discover who I am and what is important in life. To be quite honest with you, I need to get away. This place has been feeling increasingly dark and dank. It may just be me, but I need to go somewhere brighter. During the last few months, his parents had noticed a change in him and were concerned for his mental health. We have been talking too, his father replied, and we think you should see a therapist. No, this is not a psychological problem. This is a spiritual problem. His mom turned from the stove. What do you mean, a spiritual problem? Oh my God, you haven't joined a cult, have you? No, of course not. It's just that I have been thinking about my life. I need to find some answers before I finish college. They talked for a while longer, but it was soon time for him to get to campus. They agreed to continue the conversation later. When Seeker got to campus, he decided to skip his first class and talk to the head of the religion department about his dilemma. He made an appointment with the professor and then retreated to the academic quad to wait for the hour to arrive. Sitting on a stone bench, he began to weep quietly. A man named Campus Crusader came up to him. He had a big black book in one hand and a little pamphlet in the other. Seeker had seen him on campus before, but had never talked to him. The man always had the book in his hand, but seemed unable to read from it without the aid of the gospel tract in his other hand. Campus Crusader asked the man, Why are you crying? Seeker replied, There is an empty place in my heart that Nothing can fill. Everything is meaningless. I live in the shadow lands where the sun never shines. Campus Crusader said, That is how you feel. Why are you sitting here? Why not do something about it? I don't know what to do. 
campus crusader gave him the gospel tract that was in his hand. On it was written the words, God has a wonderful plan for your life. How am I to discover this wonderful plan, asked the young man. Follow the Roman road described in this pamphlet and you will be saved, crusader pointed. Do you see that narrow gate in the distance? No, I don't, replied seeker. Well then, do you see the lamp post through the woods? I think I do. It's right beyond that wooden shed, isn't it? replied the man. Correct. Keep your eyes on that light, and you will find the gate. Enter there. Without further thought of classes, appointments, or parents, the young man immediately began to run to the gate. He had not gone far when he heard his parents calling to him. They were running after him, calling him to return. They said they had just made an appointment for him with a good psychiatrist. Seeker put his hands over his ears and ran toward the light, crying out, Further up and further in. Without looking back, he ran as fast as he could toward the lamppost. He ran past his neighbor's houses. Some ignored him. Others called 911 to report a man acting suspiciously, possibly a terrorist. Two of his neighbors chased him, calling him to return. One was named Tolerant and the other Intolerant. They would not stop pursuing him. Seeker stopped and asked them, Why are you chasing me? To convince you to come back with us. No, I will not return. We live in the Shadowlands, and we hardly know we exist. Sooner or later we will die and be forgotten. I am afraid that one morning I will wake up and find myself dead, having never really lived. I want more out of life than that. This is why I am leaving. Why don't you come with me? What? said Intolerant, and leave behind our opinions and our convictions? Yes, that is exactly what I am suggesting. What you have are nothing more than worldviews inherited from others who live in the Shadowlands. I am looking for more. What are you seeking, if it is not a point of view? asked Intolerant. I am seeking reality. And what is reality? Reality is that which, when you stop believing in it, doesn't go away. An interesting concept, said Tolerant. Come back with us and we will discuss this further. Yes, added Intolerant. We could sponsor a series of debates at the university. Good try, replied Seeker, but I am no longer interested in academic debates and discussions. I am looking for reality. We are getting nowhere, Intolerant said to Tolerant. Let's turn around. It's clear that this man is unreasonable. He is nothing more than a religious fanatic. But what if he's right? What if there is more to life than the Shadowlands? I'm thinking about going with him. What, are you crazy? Listen to me. This man is obviously mentally unstable. He has been brainwashed, and now he's brainwashing you. Return with me, and we can continue this discussion in a more sensible setting. Seeker interrupted. Or you could come with me. You would discover things not dreamt of in your philosophy. Intolerant, I have made up my mind, decided Tolerant, at least for the time being. I am accompanying Seeker beyond the Shadowlands. Lead the way, young man. You know the way, don't you? I got directions from Campus Crusader. He said we are to head toward that lamppost that is visible in the distance. There we will receive further instructions. What are we waiting for? Let's go. And they started off together. Well, I'm going home, grumbled Intolerant. I will not be party to such misguided thinking. 
After Intolerant separated from them, Tolerant and Seeker went on their way. Tolerant, I am so glad that you decided to accompany me on my journey. If Intolerant had just opened his mind a little bit, he would not have rejected our quest so quickly. Since there are just the two of us now, said Tolerant, tell me more about this reality we seek. How can we be sure this reality is real? In college I learned to use reason and logic. The scientific method is probably a good place to start. First, let's make observations about the nature of the world. Then we can ask a question concerning what we observe. Then we propose a hypothesis that explains what we have observed. After that, we design experiments to test our our hypothesis. If the experiment disproves the hypothesis, then we start all over again with another hypothesis. How does that sound? That sounds exhausting, complained Tolerant. What if the experiments prove that a perfectly good idea is not true? Must I reject it? Yes, you must. Then I would be no better than my neighbor intolerant. He is always saying that he knows what is true and that others are wrong. He is so judgmental. You are not suggesting that we judge between truth and falsehood, are you? That is the nature of the process. We are seeking truth. That means we must reject error. Seeker and Tolerant were so absorbed in their conversation that they did not pay attention to where they were going. Before they knew it, they had fallen into a swamp. The name of the swamp was Existential Angst. They wallowed in the quagmire for what seemed like ages, becoming covered with foul-smelling slime from head to foot. Tolerant cried out, Seeker, what do we do now? I do not know, I do not care. All is lost. I am mired in a wasteland of nothingness and despair. Tolerant was indignant. Is this the reality that you promised me? Can't you use your scientific method to get us out of here? Seeker said nothing. Disgusted with the whole thing, Tolerant made a mighty effort and managed to reach the edge of the bog. He lifted himself out and immediately started back on the path toward home. He did not look back or give a second thought to Seeker, who was sinking deeper into the depths of the bog. Now Seeker was alone. Even though he knew he was dying, he continued to face the lamppost and try to push forward, but he could not move an inch. Then he noticed a man standing at the edge of the bog. His name was Prozac. He asked Seeker what he was doing in the bog. I was told to come this way by Campus Crusader, responded Seeker, but now I've ended up in this bog, dying in despair. Why didn't you use the stone steps, he said, pointing to some stepping stones that traversed the bog. I did not see them, because I was not looking where I was going. That is how I ended up in this desperate situation. Give me your hand, replied Prozac, stretching forth his arm. He pulled him ashore, set him on firm ground, and urged him to get on with his journey. Seeker asked him, Why isn't this bog drained so that seekers do not unwittingly fall into it? The swamp cannot be made into dry land. It is part of the reality which seekers seek. Those who search for truth with all of their hearts must come to this bog. Some sit for a while at its edge and contemplate its depths. Then they move on, carefully using the steps that span the swamp. Others dive in head first and are never seen again. 
Others drink of the waters of the bog and return home to the shadowlands with the scent of angst upon them forever. I help some across, and they go on their way. Others come home with me and dwell in my house for the rest of their lives. After thanking Prozac for saving him, Seeker continued on his way. Meanwhile, Tolerant arrived back in the Shadowlands. His neighbors wanted to know all about his adventure. Some admired him for starting out on the journey. Most called him a fool for leaving home and risking his life on a fool's errand. Others mocked him for only going as far as the bog. They called him a coward for turning around when the going got tough. His closest friends praised him for his open-mindedness and for rejecting the arrogance of one who pretends to seek truth. But from that day forward, Tolerant always wondered what might have happened if he had continued on the way. Seeker left the bog behind and traveled alone. In the distance, he saw a man walking on an adjacent path that would soon intersect with his. At the crossroads, he greeted the man whose name was Psychologist. He lived in a town called Mental Health, a large community not far from the bog. This man had heard of Seeker's adventure, since it had become common knowledge in the scientific community. Psychologist eagerly engaged him in conversation. I can see that you are quite troubled. Would you like to talk about it? You are right, I am burdened, answered Seeker. How did you know? I am a friend of Prozac, who helped you escape from the bog of angst. Are you? Please thank him for me. He saved my life. I will do that next time I see him, but I see that you are still in distress. Tell me how you are feeling. I am embarrassed to say, but I feel burdened by shame and guilt. I have done terrible things in my life, and I feel like I cannot talk about these things with anyone. Will you take my advice? Seeing that you are a friend of Prozac, who helped me when I was in great need, I will gladly listen to you. I advise you to free yourself from this terrible burden. It will take some time. You will have to delve into your childhood and plumb the depths of your upbringing. But I am confident that in time you can be free from all guilt. You will never be able to reach your full potential until you do. That is what I desire above all is one of the reasons I embarked on this journey. Who told you that the path you are traveling would lead to freedom from guilt? Campus Crusader told me that if I followed the Roman road, then all my sins would be forgiven. Damn him, shouted a psychologist. That man does not know the remedy for guilt. His religion is the cause of guilt. First he places an unbearable burden of moral demands on people's hearts. When the people cannot live up to them, he sells them his spiritual snake oil, promising it will free them from the burden. I advise you to stay clear of him at all costs. But this burden of guilt feels very real, and I felt it long before I met Campus Crusader. Tell me, when did you first begin to feel this burden? When I went to church and heard the book preached. That is exactly the problem. In my practice, I have come across many people with the same affliction. People are conditioned by religion from an early age and causes them much distress later in life. The most common symptoms are guilt and shame. All I know is that I desire to be free of these feelings. 
You do not need to travel this road in order to be free of your burden. I can show you a better way, a scientific way. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Please show me this way. In the next village, there's a man whose name is Therapist. He is a very caring fellow with a good reputation in the community. He has the training and skill to remove this burden from your heart. I advise that you make an appointment with him immediately. His office is only a mile from here. If he is not available, you can make an appointment with his daughter, Counselor. She is nearly as good as her father. After a few sessions, you will notice a difference in your life. Then you can return to your home and the university. Before you know it, you will have a family of your own, a well-paying job, and be a well-balanced member of society. Seek a thought about psychologist's words. If this man's words are true, and they certainly sound true, then it would be wise to follow his advice. After all, his friend Prozac did save my life. I guess it would not do any harm to give it a try. Seeker decided. What is the address of this therapist? Good choice. You won't regret this. He is at 1000 Hill Street. See that hill in the distance? His office is the first building on the left. So Seeker left the path and entered the town of therapy. He made an appointment with therapist for the next day. He found an apartment in town and settled in. At first he saw therapist twice a week, and then once a week. But it seemed like the more he talked to therapist, the more things he uncovered from his past to feel guilty about. Instead of alleviating his guilt, the sessions seemed to compound it. After months of talking, Seeker began to think the psychologist's promise of freedom from his burden was mistaken. He was sorry that he had taken his advice and turned aside from the road. One day, when Seeker was taking a stroll on the outskirts of the town, he ran across Campus Crusader. Immediately, he blushed with shame. Aren't you the man I found crying on a bench in the Shadowlands? Yes, I am. What are you doing here? I set you on the path to the gate, which is near the lamppost. Yes, you did. Then why have you turned aside and left the way? I fell into the bog of angst. Prozac saved me. Then I met his friend psychologist, who convinced me that the best way to be released from my burden of guilt was by entering this town and seeing a man named Therapist. What did this therapist say? He did not say a lot. He mostly asked questions about my parents and my feelings. When he did speak, he said I was making good progress and soon I would be free from guilt and shame. I also spoke to him about you, your book, and your pamphlet. He said that if I was really interested in spiritual matters, that I should follow the road less traveled. He said it's one of the few spiritual paths that work. But recently, I have come to the conclusion that therapist is unable to help me any further. He has done as much as he can, He has given me insight into my heart and mind, but I fear he knows nothing more than the workings of the brain. Is that really all you want, to live a well-adjusted life? If that is what you desire, then by all means stay here and learn from therapist, then return home to the Shadowlands. But if you desire to move beyond the shadows to a life of greater meaning and purpose, then I urge you return to the road. 
Campus Crusader took out his book and began to read. As Seeker listened to the words, his heart began to feel things that could not be described. He realized that he had to immediately leave therapy and get back on the road. Sir, I have turned aside from the way. Am I allowed to return and continue my journey? Everyone is always welcome on the road. Without looking back, contacting his landlord, or retrieving any of the self-help books he had purchased, Seeker immediately left therapy and resumed his journey on the road. Campus Crusader gave him a big hug and sent him on his way with his blessing. But he kept a watchful eye on Seeker until he disappeared over the first hill. You have been listening to The New Pilgrim's Progress. This series is available in book format under the title The Seeker's Journey, a Contemporary Retelling of Pilgrim's Progress at Amazon.com. You can find my podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can find my blog at marshalldavis.us. Join me next time for another episode of The New Pilgrim's Progress on the Tao of Christ.